I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, you guys. Welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars. Please enjoy this classic clip, which is available in full at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. In your band, something for Kate. I know you've got. There's a. I know there's at least one Star Trek reference in one of the names. Yes. Is there, is there any, have you got any Star Wars references in there, Paul? That's a really good question. Actually, I don't know. I like. I feel like if I really thought about it, there might be something in there. But it's funny you should mention it because I, I actually recently. I, I'm going to be working on another solo record soon, and as a title for my next solo record, I. <laughs> I like, um, I'm endangering the mission I shouldn't have come. <laughs> I think that could be a really good really good title for my next album. You know, it just has all the kind of uh, sense of foreboding and, mm. um, and it can be taken on a number of levels, uh, both, you know, sleazy and non-sleazy. <laughs> we have no idea what this mission is that you're endangering. <laughs> Uh, or as someone that just had to scour his knowledge of Star Wars to come up with, you know, a nice uh, title for the podcast, that is great. I, uh, it's a great album title. It's just why I'm actually kind of surprised in a in a way that that no one's used that one yet. I think it's a great <laughs> album title. Yeah, so maybe I shouldn't have mentioned it, but um, we'll see. It's on the short list anyway. And I do like things like that where it's out of context. It just sounds like an arty non sequitur or something yeah exactly it, it's just a sentence with a lot of uh you know as like i said a lot of uh tension and and foreboding mm. to it you know even yeah like you say even if people didn't get the star wars reference it would still be cool and also an interesting title for a solo album yeah where like if you don't go on the mission yeah, who does? <laughs> who does? <laughs> yeah. It's, like, just like, it's like an apology. It's like an album title and an apology to my record label at yeah. the same time. It's like, I've ruined this blank disc. Yes. <laughs> Your well, listening pleasure is a, is a goner. There's a space on the internet I shouldn't have taken up with bites. So what sort of... Um, what level of fan are you, Paul? Are you like you've you've obviously seen all the movies? Oh yeah, I, I know you're you're pretty fact heavy. I actually remember when I um, used to sleep on your floor a fair bit back in the uh, mid nineties, and I can't was it Pictionary? There was some game that we used to cheat with, like we were unbeatable with because we'd just tell each other the answers through Star Wars references, <laughs> yes. and it was just. Like it was, it was unfair because yeah, you could just say the answer through um through uh yeah references. I think um you know your 
you would definitely be out of all my friends and all the people I know, you would you would be like you know the most uh, intense Star Wars fan. I don't, but it's probably not the same. So the other friends yeah. that you've done Star Wars podcasts with, they haven't been as into no, it. No, yeah, not not quite as yeah. And all the other people, all my other friends who have apartments that are basically Star Wars museums with Star Wars skateboard decks filling up the hallway and everything. Yeah, they're not quite as hardcore as you asked. You. <laughs> but no, I was going to say I'm sure it's not the same in the other direction though. Like you, I, you know, you must you've gone to conventions and things i mean you must know uh the, the most hardcore star wars people in the world so i've met some amazing people in star wars and i've also met some people that i like you should find something out about the real world yeah yeah see i like to think that i'm pretty uh i like to think that i'm a pretty intense star wars fan but like i say you must know like the real crazies yeah, and I sort of think, I don't know, I, I feel like I surprise people. Mm. Like when people come, like, you know, do the comedy podcast here and so comedians come or uh, personalities from a TV and radio and then they see the wall of the cabinet of toys and they're like, yeah. oh, well, <laughs> I never knew. <laughs> and they start he, to look nervous. Yeah, he, he seemed like the sort of person that would have hassled someone with this sort of toy collection. Yeah, yeah. I did have uh, a massive toy collection when I was a kid. I'm pretty sure I had like every single figure from like the first series of figures. Like so, you know, from A New Hope, I had all of those. And then I had a hell of a lot of the Empire figures and, and a hell of a lot of the Return of the Jedi figures and probably not a complete set, but, you know, I had a shitload of Star Wars figures and, and you know, ships and... and Little, you know, the little kind of uh, sets, you know, the the Hoth set and the oh, Dagobah yeah. set and the Endor set, and I had all that stuff. And God, you had quite the galaxy going there. I did. I would like. I was completely obsessed. Like, you know, uh, as a kid with toys, it was pretty much exclusively Star Wars toys. You know, I played with Lego a bit, but really, I didn't. Um, I didn't get into any other kind of. I was just totally in the Star Wars universe as as a kid. So. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess that makes me a pretty serious fan. And you don't forget any of that stuff as well. Like, you remember the names and the, yeah. you know, the characters and, you know, every little scene they appeared in and, you know, what, what role they played. So, yeah. So, have you ever read, like, a, like a book, any any extra or just you've stuck to, to pure movies? Yeah, I didn't actually. Um, I think I started, you know, one of the sort of uh, extracurricular Mm-hmm. Uh, works of fiction, but I, I didn't. I didn't love it. I, I didn't finish it. I did read some of the kind of graphic novels uh, that were basically just you know like I, I remember having a like a graphic novel version of Return of the Jedi. So it was the same story, but it was just you know told in comic form. Mm. Uh, but I just you know I, I mean as a kid I was really keen on drawing and stuff as well. So I used to just like want to draw the pictures and and you know, out of the comics. Here's some. You'll enjoy this. I think there's this book. About just after Darth Vader becomes Darth Vader. Yeah. And it's a lot of his internal monologues. <laughs> and the chest plate keeps beeping. Right. And he's in the book. He's getting really frustrated with it. And it is one of the funniest <laughs> things. I was reading this in bed next to Jackie and I just started laughing because it just yeah. it's such a comical thing that Darth Vader's like 
can't work out the remote control on his chest. It's that sounds like a total Woody Allen version <laughs> of Star Wars, like Darth Vader having an existential crisis, being unsure about whether his his own internal machinery is working properly. That's just that's total Woody Allen. <laughs> What would be your favourite film, Paul Dempsey? Uh, look, it's um, probably it's a toss-up, really, between Empire and Return of the Jedi. Oh, good. Um, I, you know, I, I, I love Empire because it's it's like it's unresolved at the end. Mm-hmm. It's it leaves you uh, with all this kind of uncertainty, and and it leaves you with you know a bit of worry. And I remember being a you know a kid watching that and feeling really kind of unsettled and, mm. and like worried at the end of that movie, but but at the same time just so desperate to to see the conclusion. And yeah. So a- as a kid, it's very oppressive. The end of Empire. It is, but it also leaves you with this massive excitement that there's more to come. Which, like I said earlier, I didn't like the first. You know, A New Hope finishes, and it finishes, and that could be it. it mm. Could be you know they they stand there and get their medals, and everyone's happy, and it ends with the sort of triumphant music. Well, they don't all and get their medals. No, they don't all. Chewbacca. He gets one, doesn't he? Does, he? No, it's like he. But he's up there. He's, he's standing just, in between. Them. Yeah, he's just there going. Yeah, we're, yeah. No medal for him. Hello. Right. Well, no one could reach up there, I guess. <laughs> but um, but you know, like it it ends and and. You know that they, they could never, they could have never made another film, and that and that would have been an okay, self-contained film. But Empire, yeah, it leaves you in a different place. It leaves you just knowing that there's more to come, and so there's this incredible sense of excitement that's you know offset by this also this like this kind of worry, like you know, shitty, like he got his arm chopped off, and you know, like he got. He got owned, uh, and you know, and he didn't win. You know, the good guys didn't win at the end of that film, and that's—I don't know—that was amazing to me as a little kid. Um, so that kind of has a special place for me. But then at the same time, like Return of the Jedi, like you know, when he, when Luke turns himself in on Endor, and you know, basically hands himself over to to Darth Vader and the Emperor, there's like. That also really is really vivid in my memory as a kid. Like, wow, he's just handing himself over. I was amazed at that, and I can still, I can still feel that incredible feeling I had as a little kid. Like, he's just walking into their hands. Like, he he knows something, you know. Like yeah. he he is like he is a Jedi. He knows that he is strong enough now. He's not afraid, you know. Like it was, it, it like it's 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 really heavy stuff for a little kid like yeah there's 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 actually like philosophical issues and and you know morality issues and and issues of like you know questions of of courage and i don't know just like stuff that little kids you know you didn't think about it until you saw these films mm. you know I, I found when he handled himself in just baffling yeah, like what are you doing? At least sneak in. But that would have been the cheap shot. That would have been below his uh, sense of nobility. Well, and, and not many six-year-olds are known for their Jedi values, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I mean. That that's the amazing thing is because you're right. Six-year-olds don't think that way. But but watching these films made me consider the idea that yeah, you don't sneak in. Like he mm. just walks right up and goes, "I'm going to finish this one way or the other, and I might die." Yeah. But someone ha- like this has to happen. This terrible, difficult 
thing that I, I have to do it. And like the other thing too, as a like as a Catholic school kid, the whole Jesus story of that that he makes the ultimate sacrifice and and you know knows that he's going to be executed, but basically volunteers, uh, you know, to sacrifice himself for everyone else. I mean, that also is like an incredible amount of shit to fill a kid's head with. Mm. And he had um, to work over Easter. That's a hassle. Exactly. I know. I know. You know. So all that there were all those. Things like in my mixed up little child head, the whole Star Wars just, you know, did it in a way that, that was just more exciting than the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> you think? To hear the full episode, along with hundreds of hours of bonus content, I would invite you to check out the Steel Wars Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash steel wars for just three dollars a month you get a dedicated rss feed that easily pastes into any podcast app you use sending the complete archives of steel wars episodes along with bonus patreon exclusives like movie commentaries q a's and shows like the Making Steel Wars show, which I make exclusively for Patreon members with Jason Ward of MakingStarWars.net, where we try to find the news behind the news. Plus, you'll get the bonus segments from the call-in shows, which sometimes can be over an hour. And as well as all the bonus content, you get that warm glow that you are supporting this show you listen to each week. The idea behind Patreon is if lots of people chip in a little bit of cash, that content producers such as myself can still keep producing for you guys while still being able to feed our very cute Ewok-looking cats. There's a hungry cat involved in this, guys as well as some sweet, sweet content. Check out all the super fun tiers and all the shows you're missing out on at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. And may that force be with you. are on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.